Welcome to another episode. We got Daniel and Wyatt here. So I'll go through how we did last week in a sec. But uh, did you guys just get your thoughts on the Rams uh, getting Super Bowl revenge against the Patriots on Thursday? I thought, you know, that's kind of what I expected coming out. I didn't think McVay was going to let Belichick punk him again. You know, there's a lot of talk. I think, you know, there a lot of people were riding high on the Patriots because they fucking killed the Chargers so bad. But I think a lot of that was probably the Chargers just being a terrible team. And I think, you know, we saw that with the Rams because uh, they really put their foot down on them. I mean, the Patriots, there's just such a one-dimensional team at this point offensively. Uh, I'm not surprised that happened at all. Yeah, I watched the game. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was really nice to watch as a Rams fan, but uh, Johnny uh, has acres in our fantasy team. Oh, yeah. It's fun to watch. It was uh, bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, ex- extremely bittersweet. Uh, but it was kind of what I expect. I mean, like why I mentioned, they're extremely one-dimensional. Uh, Cam is like it's like rare for him to throw over 100 yards, which is kind yeah. of embarrassing as a quarterback. Um, if you on that goal line stop, dude, they ran like an uh, a run play on third and fourth down. The same play, uh, option much. play. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird that option play. That it's kind of just like it, like shows to the other team that they have no confidence. Yeah, in the- that was the same play they got stuffed on versus the Seahawks too. I'm pretty yeah, sure. and that was like a I believe it was second quarter, and it was kind of it was a. a, a really pivotal drive because it was, I believe, 10-0, and they could have, you know, came in within three, and then they switched to the uh, 17-0. But anyways, yeah, I think that, that kind of set the toll for the rest of the game, but it's kind of what I expected uh, as a Rams fan, and uh, it, was, it was nice to watch. Yeah, the, the Patriots, like, if, they, if the game doesn't go exactly, like, you know, how they planned it at first and they get down by, like, 10, it's over. Cam's not – I didn't – he got benched in that game too, right? I, I think it was out of, like – I don't know if he got benched. Because, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I yeah, think, I think it was more of the like, game was out of, out of there. Yeah, the game wasn't. You couldn't win the game, so it was yeah. So I think that officially eliminates the Patriots from the playoff picture. So that's that's nice. The first time in what like twenty years that the Patriots won't be in the playoffs. That's been a while. Um, but okay, so so last week we had a, our best week maybe ever doing this. So why <laughs> four and one, uh, and then Daniel and I both went we got three correct, two wrong. So now the overall standings are all closed. But so Daniel, you're in first, eight, six, and one. Right. Wyatt, eight, seven, and zero. Oh. So Daniel has a a one push lead. Oh, is that that Browns bullshit? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we talked that about Browns, it. You know. Well, I, I got I benefit from that too, so it's not bullshit. But uh, <laughs> I'm seven, seven, and one. So we're literally all right there and yeah but if i didn't if I, if I didn't have an zero and five week one i'm just gonna say i would be dominating this yeah you're eight and two since week one or yeah. uh our first week this week was hard to find Definitely. five games there's a lot that of probably means for sure let's start with let's see if there's a game that we all have i think so we didn't learn from last week we all picked the chiefs last week to cover got that wrong um and here we are again i think we're all taking the <laughs> yeah definitely Whoever wants to start with that game, Chiefs at Miami. Uh, Chiefs are favored by seven. I had them at six and a half. Seven, I guess, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with them at seven. I think the Dolphins are going to have a tough time offensively keeping up with the Chiefs. You know, the Dolphins really, they haven't scored a lot of points. Like, if you discount uh, defensive touchdowns and the special teams touchdowns and that sort of thing, they haven't really been very explosive offensively since uh, Tua Tagovailoa's taken over. And... Um, I just think it's going to – I think they'll be able to slow the Chiefs down maybe a little bit, but I just think at the end of the day it's going to be tough for them to keep up with them offensively. And I think the Chiefs win by two scores in this one. I like this game a lot. Yeah, so I agree with that. I got, I got them minus seven. 
Um, I think this game is going to be different because sometimes teams go down to Miami and they get trapped, right? It's like they take Dolphins for granted because they usually don't have a good record and they're down to Miami. But this is completely different circumstances as far as Dolphins have a good record this year. They are a good team. The Chiefs will take them seriously going down there. And it's also in the middle of a pandemic. So it's not like they're going to be able to go out and like fuck around kind of, you know what I mean? So I think that will have an impact as far as um, how well they play in Miami traditionally versus other teams. Um, I know uh, they haven't really been – they haven't beat the spread in the last, like, three, four games, actually, the Chiefs. But uh, I do feel like they, they pull away in this game and win by, like, ten points. I kind of agree with what, what you said, Why I think that's the main thing is that the Dolphins just can't keep up with the Chiefs. Like, if Mahomes has one of those runs where he just throws three touchdown passes in a quarter, yeah. like we have – at least we haven't seen it from Tua yet. Right. I haven't seen him, you know, be able to match, like, a, a shootout like that. And yeah, the Dolphins are good record, eight and four, but last four wins: Bengals, Jets, Broncos, Chargers. They yeah, haven't yeah. played a team like uh, and, like uh, Miles Gaskin got placed on the COVID nineteen list. Right, right. They, yeah, he was he's their been, starting running back at the, at the moment. Yeah, he's been really good out of nowhere. Yes, and seven points not not a huge number. So, would you say, Daniel, the Chiefs haven't covered in what three or four games? Uh, I believe the last four games, yeah. I mean, I feel like they've all been really high spreads, though, for mm-hmm. the most part, too. Right. Yeah, they have been. I mean, Broncos, Broncos, they won by six, Bucks by three, Raiders by four, Panthers by two. I mean, those are – and every single game they've had about a seven-point spread, I believe, in all of them. So Yeah. seven-point plus, I should say, seven-point plus. So they're due. They're due. Yeah, yeah, you would think they would definitely cover. Yeah, and, I mean, the Steelers finally took an L so that that number one seed – and the AFC is open now. So, I think yeah, I think you see the Chiefs uh, focused. Okay, uh, next game we'll do Tennessee at Jacksonville. So, I have this game. Tennessee's favored by seven and a half. I'm just going with the Titans just because the Jacksonville defense is pretty bad, and I just see the Titans running all over him. That's basically all it is. And it was hard to find five picks this week. So, <laughs> Yeah, the only reason why I'm staying away from this game is just, uh, like I mentioned last week, uh, Jacksonville has a lot of close games, uh, and they're at there. It's going to be them at home. Uh, home dogs can sometimes be tricky. Um, they lost to the Vikings by three. They lost to the Browns by two. They did get smashed by the Steelers uh, by twenty-four, but then they lost by the Packers by four and Texans by by two. So that's four out of the last five single-digit losses. Um, so for me, that that's just why I'm staying away from this. It's just a tricky game. Yeah, I could definitely see like the game script playing out, like you said, David. Like the Titans just dominate in the run, control the clock, and you know they easily win by multiple scores. But at the same time, I just feel like they haven't played bad teams particularly well this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they lost to the Bengals, and they've had several close games with other teams that are uh, sub five hundred. So, I just I'm not really confident in them coming in and being able to dominate like that. That's why I'm staying away. And like Daniel said, the Jaguars, despite losing a lot, they play pretty hard and they play close games. So. I'm staying away from this one for sure. Yeah, honestly, that that result against the Vikings last week, the uh, Jags only lose by three. I think the Vikings and the Titans are, you know, pretty much the same team at least. Yeah, very similar for sure. Get their running back thirty plus carries and hope, you know, the quarterbacks don't have to do too much. So definitely, my confidence level on that pick is not very high. But let's do so. The Washington football team coming off probably the you know one of the most surprising. Uh, results of the year beating the previously undefeated Steelers they're going to they're going to the 49ers but really going to Arizona but the Niners are favored by three yeah yeah I'm taking this game I just um you know I don't think the Niners I think 
they just have way too many injuries up and down the offense right now. Um, is Jimmy G, is he going to be playing this one? I, I'm not sure. I don't think he, I believe Mullins is, is starting. Yeah, I think Mullins is starting. I mean, Mullins is okay, but uh, I just don't think he's going to have enough to get it done. And uh, the Washington defense has just been really impressive recently, especially that defensive line. Like, I think this is turning into, like, one of the better units in the league. And the offense has slowly been getting better. I mean, they haven't been particularly impressive. But uh, I just think the Niners are a team that, for the most part, I think are down and out. I think they kind of shot their wad versus the Rams a couple weeks ago. Um, I think Washington is a team on the rise, and they have a chance to win a division here. So I think they're more motivated, and uh, they win this game. Yeah, I like Washington plus three here as well. Um, Washington coming off of uh, three very strong performances, uh, especially last week's coming off against the Steelers, beating them 23-17. to 17. Um, Likewise, I mentioned that the, the, their defensive line, that front four, really is, is one of the top like three in, in football, I believe, right now. Uh, as far as productivity. Um, and I just feel like they're 49ers, in, extremely injury-prone. Um, yeah, like why I mentioned, they did have that good game against the Rams, but other than that, they haven't looked great. One in five at home, and they're playing in Arizona, not even their home actual stadium. Right, right. If you look at, if you take out that Rams game, which was a close win, they've lost four out of the last five. So, yeah, I just, I just think Washington's going to be able to go in – and uh, plus three, I like plus three. It could be a close field goal game. You still, you still win. So yeah, this also we got to remember Alex Smith revenge game team that took him number one overall. Um, yeah, that's true. Good. And yeah. he's been playing like he's been playing all right. Like I'm not gonna say he's been playing great, but like yeah, I mean he's a solid quarterback. This is like a perfect spot for you know what Alex Smith does is just rely on the defense and then just kind of try not to make yeah. any mistakes. That's about it. Washington does have uh, Antonio Gibson out. So, I mean, that will, that will affect them, but I don't know. I feel like this game is just going to be like a low scoring defensive type of game. And, and when those type of games, you want the points. So that's, I like, that's why I like plus three. Yeah. yeah Alex Smith is only averaging, I think 5.4 yards per throw, which is the lowest in the league by far. So this is, I think, I think this is like a ground and pound defensive game for sure. Yeah. Probably not not a very entertaining game to watch. I'm gonna yeah, definitely dogfight. Yes, but yeah, just crazy that. I mean, so now with with uh, Washington and the Giants, like that, there's actually a somewhat interesting battle for that division now. It's not just completely depressing. Okay, there's next. actually a weird sorry, but there's there's a weird scenario where both the Redskins and the Giants, if they keep winning, actually both get in the playoffs, which would just be. Really oh, I hope that doesn't happen, but. <laughs> yeah. I said kind of interesting, not not. <laughs> yeah, that'd be too much. Okay, uh, next game. Speaking of the Giants, Arizona goes to the Giants. Arizona's fa- this line has changed a bunch actually. So let me double check. So Arizona's favored by two and a half now, and it seems like yeah. like a lot of people are picking the Giants. Yeah, I got the Giants plus plus two and a half. Uh, home underdog here, which you lo- you really like to take the points. And the Giants have have uh, been playing really well lately. Um, they've won, I believe, their last four games. Uh, their defense has been playing amazing um, and uh, bad weather game. It's going to be raining. Kyler Murray, you know, we'll see. I don't think he's going to be that productive in the rain. Um, they're probably going to want to run the ball a lot. Like I said, the Giants have a great defense. So um, yeah, I just, I just like the points here at home, home on their dog here, bad weather game. I don't think Murray's going to be that product uh, productive and he's been struggling. And, and I believe their only win in the last like four or five games was on that Hail Mary. So they haven't been playing well. Um, so yeah, once again, I like home underdog. Oh yeah. I'm actually going to go the other way on this one. I just, I think, you know, like Daniel said, the Cardinals, they haven't been playing particularly well. Mostly. I think a lot of that is due to Kyler Murray has been playing great. I think, you know, uh, teams have found 
some ways to contain him and slow him down a little bit, keep him inside the pocket, don't let him run as much. And I think that's been working. Uh, the Giants do have a good defense, but I'm really just kind of going on a gut feeling here of a, a bounce-back game for uh, Kyler Murray in that offense. And uh, hopefully, like Daniel said, I don't, know, I don't know what the weather report is, but ideally – raining. And yeah, if, hopefully it doesn't get too crazy. And if that's the case, I think Kyler Murray will have a good game, and I think uh, the Cardinals probably win this one. Like you said, Dave, you got, we had to find five games. This was like my, my fifth game. So Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm staying away just because I, I kind of agree with like to an extent with both of you guys. Like the Giants have been playing so well and the Cardinals have been playing so poorly. If I had to pick, I probably would pick the Cardinals just because I do see it kind of being like a correction. Like I don't think the Giants are as good as they've looked recently and I don't think the Cardinals are as bad. Um, but it really is like Kyler Murray just stopped. He hasn't ran the past three games for yeah. – whatever reason if it's you know teams game playing against that or if he's injured because i know he there's something with his shoulder that popped up a few weeks ago and it kind of lines up perfectly with when he stopped running but last three games he has 61 rush yards combined yeah that's bad yeah and only five attempts each of those games so yeah i don't know it's probably a little bit of both game planning and injuring you know him not wanting to run and injure his shoulder but it's weird yeah so i'm staying away from that one though I think another facet of this game too, though, is to me this seems like one of those games where uh, people get really hyped behind a team that's been playing well that necessarily kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, like Daniel said, there's a, I think there's a lot of love for the Giants in this game. That's what it seems like. A lot of the money's going to the Giants. I think this could be one of those kind of um, games where everyone's going on one side thinking there's going to be this upset and then, you know, it just goes with the favorite. But So it kind of worries me that so many people are, are behind the Giants, a team that's really, you know, I mean, they've been playing well, but how good are the Giants, I guess? And actually, is, do we know, is, is Daniel Jones back? Jones is start. Yeah, okay. he's supposed to start. Okay, so you, that should be good. I mean, we'll okay. see, dude. He has some, some turnovers that are... Yeah, I was going to say, with him, it's like, Giants are they better off with Colt McCoy who's just, just going to game manage the shit out of the game? Or, whereas, like, Daniel Jones, he could have back, you know, like <laughs> back-to-back fumbles on... Yeah, I don't know. But, dude, to be honest, I didn't even know Colt McCoy was still in the league until, like, Jones... <laughs> yeah, neither did I, dude. <laughs> I thought he was, like... I an thought he was a coach for sure by now. He was, like, an analyst somewhere, yeah. like... Uh... <laughs> Next game, let's do... Okay, this is probably the matchup of the week, actually. The Steelers at the Bills. Well, okay, first, before... Because I'm picking this game, but uh, what do you guys think about the Steelers now that, you know, 16-0 is not in play? Um, like, are you you know, completely off them as contenders or like where, where do you think they stand in the AFC power rankings? Right no, now? I mean, I think, I think they're, they're extremely good team, but I just don't think they're going to be better than the chiefs. And that's kind of where it like it stands. It's like, you got to beat the chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I don't see them beating the chiefs so they can be as good as they want in the regular season. But like my, just, I don't know. My opinion on it is just, you got to beat the chiefs to get to the Super Bowl if you're the Steelers. And, and I, I just don't see it happening. And I mean, they're battling for, uh, home field advantage so we'll see how that plays out I think the Chiefs have a better better shot of going undefeated the rest of the way just, they're just more dominant of a team uh, the Steelers just have a lot of close victories but yeah I don't know I just think if you're you look at it and if you're not if you if you if you're not going to be better than the Chiefs it's like you really like I mean yeah your regular season's cool and all you can celebrate as much as you want but you still gotta still gotta beat the Chiefs in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl yeah actually I played against the Steelers last week and I think a lot of that was just due to the fact that I thought they were due to have a loss you know I I never saw this team going anywhere near 16 and 0 like I think they're a very good football team but I don't think they're near anywhere near that kind of quality and I think you know losing Bud Dupree uh two weeks ago 
to me, that's, that's huge because that whole team is really focused around that defensive line and that's where they create all their havoc and get all their turnovers and their sacks. And that's really the core of that team. Um, I think, like I said, they're a good team, but I like the bills in this game personally. Uh, they, you know, like Daniel said, the Steelers have been playing a lot of close games and they've had a lot of good fortune. Um, but I think, you know, we could see that turn a little bit here down the stretch. They kind of remind me of um, the Patriots last year. I think the Patriots started like, I think they go like nine and oh, or they were pretty damn good. And then we kind of saw who they really wore, really were toward the end of the season. And I think we're going to kind of see that here with the Steelers. They're a good team. I just don't think they're up there with like the Chiefs or the Saints, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually picking the Bills in this one. Um, for all those reasons that you guys are talking about. And this is going to be the Steelers' third game in 12 days. Wait, what? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, because they have that short week, and then they played, they played what, Wednesday, Monday, and then Sunday. I know we mentioned it last. Yeah, I definitely see that catching up to them on the road. Uh, it's a lot of travel. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't know. I just – this just wasn't one of my five. But I, def, I, I do see the Bills actually winning this game here. Yeah, well, I mean, the part that scares me is definitely – you know, like the, the bounce back effect from the Steelers. Cause that was pretty embarrassing for them to lose to the Washington football team as their, their first loss of the year. But I don't know. The bills are, they're legit. Like if they were, you know, whoever Pittsburgh was playing in their third game and, you know, it would be tough, but it's, it's a really good team too. Um, I think also like the defense going to be, t- it has to be tired. Like you just got to think of how much they've been playing with mm-hmm. the tired defense to Josh Allen he will take advantage of that running on third down and he likes to drop his shoulder and try to run over people. So um, I I could see him having like a very successful game on the ground. Yep. And then the bills quietly have one of the, the better trios of receivers. Obviously we know how good Stefan Diggs is, but Cole Beasley, as you know, is just always solid. And then last week had a huge game. And then John Brown is again, just a solid third guy. They have that rookie too. That's pretty good. This game is also supposed to rain in, in Buffalo. And, you know, if that means that it becomes a, a running game, uh, Benny Snell started last week and was just did absolutely nothing. Pretty sure in fantasy he had a zero. And I think James Conner is still out. So that would also help help the Bills win this one. Let's do the Colts at Oakland. Oakland. Oh, let's actually talk about how Oakland came out with a win first last week against the Jets on maybe the dumbest play in NFL history on that. I mean, it's not even a Hail Mary. It was just a I don't even know what you call that. Yeah, yeah, they just got blitzed on it. He was like, okay, let me step up in the pocket and throw, throw this to the fastest player on the field, uh, Henry Ruggs. Not even like was it just a blitz, but for whatever reason, the cornerback is playing up on Henry Ruggs. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, dude. Nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, if, if you read some of the storylines that came out this week, it was like some people think that uh, Greg Williams did that on purpose just because he hates Adam Gase and he kind of wants Gase to have that that 16 loss on his on his head coaching record just because he hates him so much. Um, that goes on him too, though. So yeah, well, I mean, he's, he got fired, so he's not going to be. I mean, he'll be yeah. nah. take the 12, but not the full or third 14, whatever it is, but not the full 16. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, I think I believe uh, Schefter tweeted out something like. In that in that situation, in the end of the game, as far as the score and time goes, there's never been a, a team that's on an all-out blitz in that circumstance ever in the yeah. history of the NFL. So it was, it was pretty, like, I think it was no team had ever rushed more than six guys, and the Jets rushed eight. So they just like yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> to not get there either. That's the funniest part. You have an all-out blitz and you don't even get there. Just, yeah, and okay, yeah. So like, why what you were saying about the corner? He bit on a move like a, a slant 
Right. Like he has to get, to, it's like when we played our little pickup game, when we were doing like it's fourth down, it's like, yeah. all right, everyone stand on the goal line. Like who cares? Exactly. A little two yard pass. But also, who cares if he runs a slant and catches it for 15 yards? Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, the Jets, the Jets have, you know, like rookies in there and guys who really corners, shouldn't be on an NFL field. The corners were both rookies too. Yeah, so. exactly. And I mean, the D coordinator is supposed to know his personnel. Like, you know, if he was hesitant about, hmm, should I maybe not call it all out blitz? Well, who are my corners? Like, do I trust right. them? Oh, they're two rookies who. Yeah. Anyway, so Colts are favored by three on the road in Vegas. Yeah, I just really like, I like the way the Colts defense is playing. I think they're going to be able to d- disrupt. They're really good against the run. I think they're going to be able to disrupt that Raider running game and, I think that's kind of the foundation of that whole offense is Derek Carr working off the play action. That's really when he's at his best. And like you said, the Raiders have just been – I mean, they got absolutely trounced uh, two weeks ago in Atlanta, just like a really embarrassing game. And then, you know, to almost lose to the Jets that way last week, I mean, they really got lucky with that win. And then I just think this team kind of – they put all their eggs in beating the Chiefs, and when they didn't get there, I feel like they kind of broke down a little bit. And I just like the way the Colts are playing right now. Uh, Rivers has looked pretty good these past few weeks. Um, so this is just a win for the Colts for me. I like this one. Right. Yeah, I don't have this game just because uh, it's. Th- I think it's going to be an extremely close game, and to me it's like a toss-up. Uh, this is a pivotal game as far as playoff race goes. They both need this game, um, so I think they're going to both out and play as, you know, play as hard as they can, and I don't know. I just I think they're kind of evenly matched to me, in my opinion. I think it's a toss-up game. Uh, the Raiders are, are taking plus three at home, but yeah, I just, I don't know. To me, it was just a toss-up, so I try to stay away from it. Yeah, and uh, so Josh Jacobs is questionable. So that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. They're not the same team at all without him. And I guess he hasn't he hasn't practiced since getting hurt, but still questionable. I guess we've seen running backs like Eckler did it a couple of weeks ago for the Chargers, right, where he just came back and didn't even look like he missed a beat. The Raiders are just – what happened? They had such a such a hot start to the season, looked good, beat the Chiefs, and then now they're, they're – the Raiders. That's, that's what happened. They're the fucking Raiders. Another thing I would say about this game, though, is, uh, you know, you know who hates the Raiders probably more than anybody in the NFL right now is Phillip Rivers, right? I mean, just because he's on another team, that hatred doesn't go away. So, you know, this probably is his last chance. I mean, I would almost say definitely his last chance unless they somehow meet in the playoffs to actually play the Raiders. And the last two times he's played them with L.A., he's lost. So I think he's also extra motivated to win this game, and that plays plays into it. That would be the one hesitation I would have is what if he sees those – the black and silver jerseys and he just well i mean he has a he has a winning record versus he's got he's like 10 more wins and losses than he does versus the raiders so I mean, it's not like he's scared of oakland he's just <laughs> the last couple uh games he played them have not gone his way here let's do uh new orleans at philadelphia this uh, kind of a weird line new orleans is only favored by seven and a half i guess do you guys think jalen hurts isn't yeah you know, he can't be worse than carson wentz Doesn't no it- i actually i actually think he could be uh yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> I got I got I got New Orleans minus seven and a half. I know that sounds crazy for him to be worse than Carson Wentz, but like I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be a, a productive NFL quarterback. I don't know that. I'm just I'm just going off of that opinion myself. Like maybe I'm completely wrong, and he and he has a great game as a rookie or his first game. But I think first game in the NFL, the Eagles' offense is already terrible. I can only see it getting worse. I mean, it's going to be more limited. Um, to me, they're going to have to rely more on the run. Because I think Carson Wentz is he, Carson Wentz is normally a better thrower, but obviously he's been all over the place this season. I just don't think Jalen Hurts is going to come in and 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 make this Eagles offense amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think the play calling is all over the place. I'm interested to see what they do. I'm assuming they go run heavy in this game. And I think the Saints know that, right? You got a first, a rookie quarterback making his first start midway through the season or three quarters of the way through the season. I think they know they're going to go run heavy. I think the Saints are going to game plan towards that. And yeah, I just think he's not going to have success against his team. The Saints have been rolling. Saints have won, I believe, like seven in a row, eight in a row, something like that. And uh, I just think they keep winning here at least by 10. So, yeah, I got Saints minus seven and a half. Yeah, I was tempted to take this game. Honestly, I don't know why I didn't because I'm, I'm with Daniel, man. Like, when Jalen Hurts got drafted in the second round, I was shocked. Like, I, I did Me not too. Think, I was shocked by that. I, I did not that. think – I thought he was like a fourth round, like a fifth round guy at best. Um, I mean, even in college, he really didn't demonstrate he was a good thrower at all. So, I just don't see what he brings that Carson Wentz already didn't bring. And like Daniel says, the Philadelphia offense is a mess. I mean, Carson Wentz has – a lot of blame to be placed on his shoulders, obviously. But, I mean, it's not all his fault. That offensive line is terrible. He doesn't really have any weapons outside of Miles Sanders, and he's been kind of inconsistent. So it's hard to see, especially versus the Saints, such a, a good defense with a great defensive coordinator and Dennis Allen. It's hard to see Jalen Hurts having a good game and not just getting killed out there. So, yeah, I think this is a good bet taking the Saints here. Um, minus seven and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah minus seven and a half. I got the the Saints too for that reason. Like, you know, it's not I'm not saying it's like going to be Belichick level of you know fucking with the rookie quarterback, but Sean Payton is another good coach, and I think I mentioned Dennis Allen. They're not they're not going to make life very easy for Jalen Hurts. And he okay, so he replaced Carson Wentz against the Packers last week. I mean, we didn't see much, but five for twelve, a touchdown, a pick, and then five carries for twenty nine yards. It was kind of you know the game was pretty much already over at that point, so. They also like if you it's it's more it has to be more limited of an offense at least with the ones you have the threat of throwing you know what I'm saying it's right. like okay it could be like they could run they could they could pass it I think with Hertz is like you I mean unless unless he just comes out and completely shocks like shocks me personally I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback as far as like throwing accuracy and like I don't know I mean I'm, I'm, not even I'm sure actually he's... very interested to see like how it plays out because. I mean, there has to be so- something there for them to for them to put them in there. So it's a stupid decision, in my opinion, too, because it's kind of like with the Trubisky thing a little bit, but even more so, where it's like if he gets if he goes in there and he plays terrible and they just absolutely get killed, it's like, do you go back to Carson Wentz or do you stick with Jalen Hurts for the rest? It just it makes this quarterback controversy, you know, even deeper and harder to understand. But yeah, I just I'm not even sure he's that much of a better runner necessarily than Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz is a pretty decent runner. So, yeah, I just don't think he brings any anything special to this team. You know what's crazy about the whole Okay, so the, you know Carson Wentz everyone like I heard this on like another podcast. Uh, everyone talks about how like Carson Wentz's contract like oh, they signed for this crazy extension. Supposedly his contract extension hasn't even kicked in yet. It doesn't even kick in yet <laughs> until next year. Right? <laughs> he That's hasn't even crazy. started his extension because they signed him like 2 years in advance for his like thing. Because it's kind of like on like his second or third year in the NFL through his extension. So it's like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, that's like, that's terrible. I think he can bounce back. I really do. You I, think it's I a confidence thing? He's just rattled. Yeah, right I think what? it's a confidence thing. I think sometimes you're just in the midst of a bad season. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks have bad years and come back and be yeah. better. Um, yeah, that's true. I possible. think he needs a, a, maybe like a change in play call too as well. Like, I think right. uh, for the Eagles to move forward, like they just got to get rid of Peterson as like the coach just because like you got to stick – I mean, you can't stick with the coach in this instance because you kind of got to roll the dice and hope that Wentz can progress. Considering right, you can't really fire the players. Considering now. how much money you got invested in him moving forward, like he does have a good amount of guaranteed money on that contract. So it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's going to be a, a weird game to watch too because it's going to basically be two running quarterbacks who huh. 
are very limited throwers. Right. Like I'll, I want to, you know, check in on it just to see what uh, Jalen Hurts yeah. looks like. The over-under is pretty low on this one, too. It's 42.5 for a reason. That's, I think they know they're just going to run the ball pretty pretty, yeah, pretty often. Not, right. And it's not like, you know, Jalen Hurts has, like, a superstar uh, wide receiver who can, like, bail him out. He's got I mean, nobody. Their best receivers are just our tight ends, basically. So we got three games left. So let's do uh, Minnesota at Tampa Bay. And Tampa's favored by seven. Uh, yeah, I took this game, actually. This is kind of my upset of the week. I just think, you know, the Tampa Bay's defense has really been struggling against good passing attacks. And um, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, I mean, I think maybe the best wide receiver duo in the NFL right now. I mean, I couldn't really think of anyone that's better off the top of my head. Um, Justin Jefferson's on pace for second most He's already at over a thousand yards receiving. I mean, Thielen's having a huge year. Um, Kirk Cousins has actually played pretty well recently. And while uh, the Bucks defense does do pretty good against the run, I think, you know, this is a pretty good Minnesota rushing attack and they'll be able to get some yards on the ground. And then on top of all that, to me, this Buccaneers offense, it just doesn't really have an identity. And uh, Brady just doesn't look good right now. I don't have a lot of faith in them. So I'm going with the Vikings, not necessarily to win, but I think they cover in this game. Yeah, um, I actually – I was really thinking about this game. I was thinking about the Bucs uh, minus the seven just because the Bucs need this game to make the playoffs. And I just I just feel like Brady's – you know, he just he's going to pull it out. They have too much talent on this, on this team not to make the playoffs, in my opinion, but it's – they don't win this game. It's a high possibility they don't. I was thinking about it in that aspect, but then if you look at Minnesota, they've won four out of their last five out of their last six, actually, with their only loss to a, a close game with Dallas. Um, so they've been rolling. So just like after thinking about it, I'm going to pass on the game. Um, it, it is a lot of points at home, but then, you know, I see two sides. So Minnesota has been playing very well lately, but Brady and the Bucks need the bounce back to make the playoffs. So they're going to be extremely motivated. Uh, and they have a lot of talent on that team. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm passing this game. I'm staying away from it, too. It's just – I think it's just going to be a weird game. Minnesota is just a weird team. Like, Daniel, you mentioned all those wins they've had recently, but they have had – even, like, okay, their win against the Jaguars, that was – they had to go to OT, right? They were fortunate to win that game. And then their game against the Panthers, I still don't know how they came back and yeah. won that game. They're just – I, I kind of wish this, uh, this game was in primetime because we know Kirk Cousins sucks in primetime and the Buccaneers have been – yeah, I think they flex it to Sunday night. Yeah, because the Bucks have been the team version of Kirk Cousins this year. So, but I'm just staying away because this is just a weird game. Um, I guess the the Vikings. Uh, this kind of is like whoever loses. They're not out, but it's like a their road to the playoffs gets a lot, a lot tougher. The Vikings. If the Vikings lose, they're they're pretty much done. I mean, they're mathematically, they're still in it. Whereas if the Bucks lose, they're still in decent position to get into the playoffs. But this would definitely make it a very stressful. Uh, final stretch for them uh two more games let's do dallas at cincinnati so we got the battle of the backup qbs dallas is favored by three yeah i got this game minus three um mainly just because i think the cowboys just have a lot more talent than the Bengals, right i know both teams have had disappointing seasons but i feel like brandon allen as as the quarterback for the Bengals, he he hasn't shown anything and i'm just gonna keep betting against them we were able to win last week uh when we bet against them with i believe miami game let me double check that i believe it, yeah, yeah it was oh, the miami game did miami uh, cover though yeah they covered it was like 10 and uh they won by for a while and then they kind of like pulled away yeah um but i mean if you look at their offense they only scored seven points right yeah. so their offense um, their defense was able to hold Miami, but I just think their offense isn't going to be rolling. It's only three points. I think I think Cowboys win this. I know Cowboys don't really have anything really to play for. 
But yeah, I just think they have way too much talent to lose the bang to a Bengals team like this that's been struggling. Backup quarterback, I think Mixon's been out. Yeah, so to me, it's just like kind of pick on the injured. Yeah, I'm not taking this. You know, I just think the Bengals have actually played a lot better than I thought they would have played once Joe Burrow went down. I would have thought they kind of would have uh, broken down right away, but they've still uh, shown some fight. And meanwhile, I mean, I'm just I'm not going to bet on the Cowboys. Like they're so inconsistent. I think you're right, Daniel. They do have so much more talent and. Uh, but they have enough talent that they shouldn't have three wins on the season, but yet they do for whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm staying away from the Cowboys on this one. Uh, yeah. Mixon got put on the uh, IR. Just yeah, he's been out for like so, yeah six games at least. At yeah. So I mean, he's without him. I don't know. I just feel like their offense is extremely limited, especially. Sure. If, yeah. uh, I think like Samaji P Ryan and uh, Gio Bernard, like those are their running backs, and yeah, it hasn't hasn't been pretty for them. I guess they probably just keep Mixon out at this point till next year because what, what's the point? <laughs> He hasn't yeah. been the most durable guy anyway, so. Yeah, we'll see, actually, if one of these teams decides to tank this game because it's kind of a pivotal game as far as picks goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you're, yeah. if, you're, if you start looking towards that, if you're a smart G, like, team mm-hmm. or whatever. The Bengals, uh, are, they're, they're sitting pretty pretty. Like, they should – it's hard. It's going to be hard for someone to overtake them for that number three spot. Unless they mess around and win this game. Right, exactly. Yeah, because then they go Dallas, you know what I'm saying? It's three and yeah. nine versus – So, the – the Jets kicked off the tank bowl season last week, and now it's just going to be in full effect. There's going to be like one of these matchups every week now where it's it's like a, a win for the team that loses, basically. But I said earlier we have Alex Smith revenge game. We also got Andy Dalton revenge game. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, actually. I wanted to say that. It is the Andy Dalton revenge game. That's another reason why I picked Dallas, just because <laughs> – He's got to have some sort of – you know what I mean? Like, for someone to have extra motivation in a game where probably both sides are like, oh, whatever, like we're just going to go out here and, and just, you know, get the game over with. It's, it definitely helps the bet on the guy with motivation in the game. So yep. And it's too bad Burrow was not playing in this. This would have been a fun game otherwise. Yeah, I would definitely pick the – dude, they were, they were playing – Burrow had the Bengals playing good, dude, with confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, that the team was – their offensive line is just terrible. Like, I – I think they're going to have to take the uh, an offensive lineman. Who was the the guy at? A, no, they're going to be able, they're going to be able to get Sewell probably as long as they don't win two more games. They'll get Sewell. Who's the guy? Is that the guy out of Oregon? Like the yeah, best yeah. Like, offensive lineman yeah. who's not even playing this year? Yeah, he's yeah. a lot for sure. Yeah, so uh, if they they need they need him because they got to protect Burrow because moving forward, like dude, he was people were generally like worried about his health. Oh, yeah. They were like looking at the hits he was taking, and he like. Because he wasn't shying away from him, kind of. And, dude, he was getting destroyed. Like It wasn't It wasn't like a matter of, you know, if he was going to get hurt this year. No, it was a matter of time. It was just like we were waiting on it. And then, of course, it's that they just destroy his knee, dude. Like, his whole knee blew up. And, like, I mean, it was, like, torn, like, ACL, MCL, like, yeah. and a meniscus as well, I believe, or some shit, crazy shit like that. The Bengals just basically your first five picks in the draft just draft every single o-line position basically they need they definitely need to go offensive line he's 24 actually oh is he but okay well anyways he needs to go offensive they need to go offensive line in the first round they need to sign whatever the best offensive lineman out there is in free agency and then just allow him some time in the pocket because i feel like he's good enough to to uh, make the wide receivers better. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He doesn't need to have, like, exactly all-star receivers. He just needs some time to find yeah. them. T. Higgins looks – he actually looks really good, too. Yeah, he's not bad. Why – what do you, do you think the Chargers kind of fall in a similar boat where, like, you know, let's say you guys get the fifth or sixth pick. You're probably looking for, a like, a, you know, a stud O-lineman, right? Well, I mean – Yeah, really... well, so we got to talk we, – like, we actually haven't even – we haven't even talked about this terrible game that Wyatt and the Chargers went through last week. Dude, how are we going through the whole episode and not even let Wyatt address well, I mean, that? dude, 
I mean, like, come on. First of all, I, Aren't I didn't. You glad you weren't at that game though. Last yeah, week, I mean, I didn't. Game. I didn't watch the game. I was working, so I, I wasn't able to watch it. It's the first game I haven't watched all season. I'm glad I wasn't able to watch it. I mean, but dude, this is like I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. Anthony Lynn is a terrible coach. Obviously, the players have um, they've given up on him. They're not really playing hard for him anymore. I mean, dude, the guy just absolutely got out coached. Then watching the Rams beat the Patriots like they did last night, you know, Sean McVay and Anthony Lynn they got hired in the same year. The Chargers did not uh, interview Sean McVay. Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl, you know. So, I mean, you just see the difference. The Chargers have to get rid of their coach. It just comes to that. It's that simple. And The, the I mean, good thing is that he's actually getting, like, bad uh, uh, coverage. You know, before it was like – Right, still, right. I think you mentioned well, this last no, week. No, there's still, there's still a lot of – everyone like, likes to say, like, oh, he's such a good guy, though. But it's like – Well, one I thing know. I heard this week uh, as far as them him, – like, uh, him getting fired is – your guys is supposedly your guys' owners are extremely uh, cheap, and they don't really want to fire someone and then have to pay them not to be working. So they think that that could be a factor as far as whether or not he survives. Yeah, no, I, I could see it. The Chargers are yeah, they're super cheap. Um, I think they're definitely looking for reasons to keep him around, and it would not shock me if he's back for next season. Like I think, especially if the Chargers win a game or two down the line, they would definitely bring him back. I think. That's just how fucking corrupt and fucked up this franchise is. If you guys, and, you know, season on like a two-game win streak, and like, see, look, we're building. It'll be like right. fancy teams. Like, or like if we beat the Chiefs, like, what? What? Three and nine. So you guys, you guys are looking at like a top five pick. Well, right now I think we're five, and then the problem is, uh, so we're not going to have any chance of getting Seawell because unless the Bengals win two games and we lose out on the season because. We beat the Bengals in the beginning of the season, and we have one more win than them now. And I guarantee you, if the Bengals have a chance to draft that guy, they'll draft him, unless they're total idiots. Um, I mean, yeah, if they pass then, up, that yeah. would be ridiculous. From what I've seen with the draft so far, there's not a lot of, like, superior offensive line talent outside of Sewell to take that early. So I think ideally for the Chargers, like, a quarterback needy team trades up and they get an extra second and third. and Because what they really need is bodies and just – Yeah, they got to build assets. And, uh, uh, that would probably be best for them to trade yeah, back sure. if you don't get that. They probably won't do that because they're not a smart franchise. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I was watching when I saw that. I didn't, I didn't watch this game either. I just uh, – I think David, like, sent a text about it in the group. And then when I look at the box score, I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if Wyatt watched this game. Yeah, dude, supposedly – so there was a, a – <laughs> It was one of the worst – like, I guess it was one of the worst games, like – it was um, the worst game in Charger well, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never been beat like that. Literally, right? He hasn't been shut out in like 10 years. Or Dude, you guys were favored at home and you guys Dude, <laughs> it's And the Patriots are not a good team. They're not. They're an they're yeah. average team at best, man. And so, I mean, dude, we had a punt blocked or a punt return for a touchdown and then a, a kickoff blocked. Wait, that was the, the best. The- I have. Uh, I, I didn't watch it because I don't have that channel, but I went on the ESPN app and like the game cast where it says, you know, it says each play as it happens. Yeah. So, Go to it. First thing that pops up, whatever 47-yard field goal blocked, recovered by New England, returned yeah. for 80 yards, touchdown. And that would have been like – that was just the field goal before the half. To like, all right, we're not getting shut out. Oh, shit. Now yeah. we're so zero. Dude, when you sent me that text, because I had just looked at my phone probably like 10 minutes earlier, and I had just looked at the scoring summary like you, right? And I had seen um, that they had that punt return for a touchdown. And when you sent that, I was almost thinking like, oh, he must be mistaken. He's talking about that punt. <laughs> That they return like there's no way it, it happened again. But and sure enough, I go on the internet and that's exactly what happened. So it's <laughs> fucked up, man. This weekend, I guess you know this is the the shit bowl that everybody's been waiting for. Really, the Falcons versus Chargers. This is like the the game where neither of the teams will be able to hold the lead, be giving it right back to each other. So I think it'll be a fun game at least. Hopefully, Herbert yeah. bounces back. 
for me this season at this point it's all about the record Herbert needs five to tie Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown record six to overtake him in what four games so if you're the Chargers as an organization too you should make sure that that happens for him because if there's any bright spot you could take from this year it's obviously him and that should be something that he deserves I think to get so yeah he should be able to do that relatively easy as long as he plays all four games yeah exactly I think the Falcons I think they have like the the worst pass defense in the league so he could three or four out of the way this week but uh okay let's do just the last game so it's my fifth one my underdog pick and like as I'm saying it it's probably I should just mark it red already but uh so Houston's favored in Chicago by two. I did this with You're Chicago. picking this game? Yep, I got Chicago. I did this with the Bears a couple weeks ago. They were home underdogs to the Vikings, and it was Stop close. It, <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say the Texans have no receivers, really. Like, I think yeah. Brandon Cooks is hurt, too. So I feel you there. But And David Johnson is out again. Yeah, what if the, dude, that game the Bears started four and one, I think. What did they start? Five and one? Five and one, yeah. But even when they were five and one, everyone was like, oh, the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs. They knew, yeah. Everyone knew they had like sketchy wins. It was Mm -hmm. very unconvincing. I mean, when you bench your quarterback when he starts the season three and oh, you know there's something like wrong with your team. There's a lot of red flags for this game, but obviously the biggest one is, you know, everyone always says how the Bears drafted Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. But that's going to haunt them forever, too. Two court Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Maybe the best. And you trade it up. If you were chilling in your spot, you probably get you probably get Mahomes. Yeah. No, See, I could I could forgive him for not taking Mahomes, but I can't forgive him for not taking Watson. Because you know, I think a lot of people were not sure on Mahomes. Like he was kind of a sketchy prospect. Yeah. And I remember Dabo Sweeney coming yeah. out of he was saying, like, oh, this is the Jordan of the draft. Like right, this exactly. is praising him so much coming out of college. Like, and the only reason to not take him was you were scared for whatever reason and you know he's become exactly what everyone said he could so mm-hmm. i remember that and it got so, i remember when that happened everyone was so shocked and the bears fans were so mad as they should have been like this <laughs> right, was a right. quarterback unproven in college mm-hmm. in college unproven and then they only start one up. year one year yeah and then they trade up give up a bunch of draft capital and between between trading up to get trubisky and trading for mac Dude, they've traded so many draft picks. It's like it's it's kind of hard to rebuild through the draft like that. Yeah, Trubisky's proving a point this week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Him fighting for his, fighting for his, for his NFL career, really. Yeah, really, dude. Yeah, it's not even about the Bears at this point. It's like is he? This is about him getting like yeah. Here, why you start go through your your five your, your pick? Five oh, um, yeah, I got the Chiefs at minus seven. I got the Vikings at plus seven. I got the Colts at minus two and a half. I got the Skins at plus three. And then I got to uh, – fuck, you know what? I'm going to change my last one to the Saints at minus seven. Seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half, minus seven. So you're taking out Arizona, right? Yeah, I'm taking out Arizona. Okay. Smart. Uh, yeah, I got, I got Washington plus three, Dallas minus three, KC uh, minus seven, uh, Giants plus two and a half, and New Orleans Saints minus seven and a half. All right, I got – so KC and New Orleans also, then Tennessee seven and a half. Buffalo two and a half, and then Trubisky and the Bears <laughs> plus two. That's some frisky picks, Huey. I know. I'm going for it. Um, all right, later, guys. Peace.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ball Till You Fall podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, rate, subscribe, follow, download, all the above. Uh, we're Honestly, we're going to keep releasing episodes even if you guys don't do any of the above, but it'll just make us feel better about ourselves if we see that people are listening and you know downloading and basically just enjoying the episodes. So be a nice person today. Uh, please spread the word. Uh, the world needs more nice people out there. So just search Ball Till You Fall podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or basically just anywhere that you listen to podcasts out there. Again, we really appreciate the support and we'll talk to you next episode.